Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Nonprofit News Weekly Rundown for the week of February 22nd, 2021. This is your one-stop shop for all the latest news, stories, trends, and research from across the nonprofit sector. I'm your host, David Edelman, and thank you as always for clicking on this video. In today's episode, we are going to zoom through a few quick headlines, then take a bit of a deep dive into the Blackbaud Charitable Giving Report, which actually came out last week. Now, before getting started, just a quick plug to subscribe to the channel if you're enjoying this content. And with that, let's go ahead and get started. So there were a few headlines of note from across our industry this week. And without getting into any real details, up first, we have a report from the Lilly School of Philanthropy, which is forecasting a 4.1% increase in the total giving for the U.S. for 2021 and a 5.7% increase in 2022. And that's good news, but it should be noted that these are simply just estimates. Now, next up, the Johns Hopkins School released some job data showing that nonprofit hiring was not great in January. We actually only added 5,000 jobs year over year, and the sector's actually lost 958,000 jobs. The full recovery for our job market has been pushed back to two full years. Now, an additional news story of note is that last week we reported that the United Way CEO was stepping down amongst some controversy, and this week they announced that Naraj Mehta, a board member from United Way has been named the interim CEO. Now, the last headline of note comes to us from the world of donor advised funds, where Fidelity released some data recently showing that the fund gave out 24% more grants this year, totaling $9.1 billion. And that's a great trend. We obviously hope to see this trend continue. And if you have questions or want to get more information about any of these quick hit articles, please make sure you check out the links below. Now, for our main story of the week, nonprofit technology provider Blackbaud has had a rough year. As we reported a few episodes ago, the company suffered a major data breach and is now fending off two dozen lawsuits from nonprofits and donors whose data was impacted. Forgetting about these issues for the moment, Blackbaud released its annual charitable giving report, which is one of the most quoted and um, frequently referenced reports for our sector year over year. Now, therefore, this really warrants us taking a deeper dive into the data to check out some of the trends and numbers that the research provides. So the Blackboard Report is broken down into four main sections. You have the executive summary, the overall giving trends, online giving trends, and international giving trends. So to start with, this report's findings are actually based on giving data from 8,800 nonprofits whose donation totals $40 billion. Now, the big takeaway highlighted, highlighted in the report summary are as follows. Overall, giving increased by only 2% in 2020. And also importantly, online giving is up 21%. Now, with those out of the way, let's go ahead and take a look at overall giving. While 2% of overall year-over-year -year giving is not amazing, this is actually the ninth consecutive year where the report has indicated an increase in giving. So right away, we can see that the growth was not equal with regards to organizational size as measured by total fundraising. We see that the largest organizations and those which with raise over $10 million in fundraising revenue fared the best with a 5.3% increase in giving and a three-year rolling trend of 7.4% increase. Now, medium nonprofits didn't fare nearly as well. 
These are organizations that raised between $1 million and $10 million, and they grew by only 1.2%. The vast majority of nonprofits in the US are actually small nonprofits, which have less than a million dollars in fundraising, and they actually had a horrible year. They contracted by more than 7% and show a three-year rolling trend of negative 4.6%. So what does this all mean? Well, as we've seen across the country, large donors are fueling the growth in giving and larger organizations are really reaping those benefits. The report highlights that the average donor age in the US is 64, but it doesn't give much context as to how that was calculated given the donors aren't often asked for their date of birth when making a gift. From there, the report takes a look at donor retention, showing that donor retention for the first year of offline only donors was 29%, and the retention rate for multi-year offline donors was actually 59%, showing just how important it is to build relationships with your donors and foster deep connections and ongoing giving. The report looks at donation amounts, and this is where I have probably the biggest challenge with this report. The highlight is that the average do donation amount for 2020 was $737. Now that's a number that's clearly skewed by the largest gifts in the country. A much better statistic and one that they don't call out nearly as much is that the median gift under $1,000 was actually 20 bucks. Also the median donation above $1,000 is $2,500. So that's pretty good information there, right? The, the normal donation is gonna be $20. For the major gifts, it's about 2,500. Now, the report also marks the average on do online donation at $177, which again, feels high to me. The last section of this part of the report focuses on giving trends by subsector for our industry. And of the 11 categories, only three showed any positive growth. And those were led by human services at 12.1% growth, followed by faith-based organizations at 3.1% growth. That surprised me. And then public and society benefit organizations, which is a vague category, which had a meager 0.8% growth. All other subsectors were in the negative with medical research and the arts both seeing huge year-over-year -year losses. The last section of note in this portion of the report was dedicated to online giving. And the most interesting but not surprising news is that online giving grew year over year by 21% with three years increase of 32% of online giving. And while this is great, it's important to remember that only 13% of giving comes from online sources. Now that number blew me away. That means that people are still writing checks, using cash, calling in donations, and using snail mail to make gifts. Additionally, 28% of online donations came from mobile devices that there is no indication as to the number of dollars given through the phone, just that the raw statistic that 28% of online donations came in this way. Unlike overall giving, organizations of all sizes saw increases in online giving year over year. Small organizations saw a 22.3% increase, medium organizations came in with a 25% increase, and large organizations, which has the only real increase in giving for 2020, so the smallest amount of online giving increases. So again, when we think about larger organizations, they saw the smallest increase in online giving. And why is this when they're the folks that are growing the most? Um, well, I think that's mostly a generational thing where there might be some older donors who don't feel comfortable giving through a website or a mobile phone. It's an interesting thing to think about and one that we need to take a, a look at in the nonprofit sector. As a percentage of total fundraising, we see small organizations raising 19% of their total dollars through 
through digital, followed by medium nonprofits that are raising only 10% through digital, and larger organizations at 9.4%. So direct mail is clearly not dead. The report then breaks down the total percent of fundraising from online giving by subsector, showing that faith-based organizations are absolutely crushing it, with almost 18% of their dollars coming in through digital, followed by K-12, animal welfare in the arts and, and arts and culture. Now, mobile giving was highlighted, and while 28% of online donations came in from mobile phones, this is only a 2% increase from last year, but a 19% increase from 2014. From an online donation perspective, retention follows the same overall pattern as regular giving. 25% of first-year online-only donors were retained, and 66% of multi-year online-only donors were retained. Now, clearly, the sustainer giving option makes this a no-brainer, and org should lead with this strategy according to this research. To get to this 20% increase in online giving, we see how subsectors, subsectors actually fared. Human services, faith-based, and animal welfare all grew more than 20%, while medical research was down 26%. So what is going on over there? I it didn't say in the report, but a negative 26% in online donations for medical research is concerning. So the average online donation, it comes in as $177, but this is thrown way off by the large online gift size from K through 12, which averaged $1,600 per gift. These numbers are all over the place. And again, remember that the median gift of $20 is more telling than any average in the report. Now, December is the big month for online giving, while the last three months are obviously the biggest for donations, regardless of how the gifts come in. So that's basically the report in a nutshell. For me, the most interesting thing about this report is what isn't being said, that there are large donors making huge gifts that throw off any average. And also, this shows that giving is increasing. Yes, the total amount of dollars that are given every year continues to go up. But the number of people making those gifts isn't following that trend. This is largely attributed to income inequality in our sector, and every organization is going after the smaller and smaller amount of people who can actually make large gifts. Also, while I am a cheerleader for all things digital, it's important to see that only 13% of giving comes in online. And while this number will eventually, can, I mean, obviously will continue to grow because checks probably just won't exist anymore, it's clearly foolish for any nonprofit to ignore the old school ways of giving. And that the fact that the average donor is 64 years old, it might, they might just like to donate that way. They might not want to do that through a mobile phone. So as we see the world through our youth first eyes, it's important to remember that our sector and our donors and the people who support us might not be in that demographic. So with that, thank you so much for watching the episode. I hope you got something out of it. Take a look at this report and the other articles from this week. And as always, keep up the good work and keep pushing forward.